Hey guys, brand new podcast, tour dates. Uh, I am on this weekend. I'm in New York, Boston, back in Boston, DC on the 3rd and the 4th. But this is dropping November 5th because uh, I should probably say what other. I got like Cleveland's coming up, Rocket Mortgage, uh, Chicago. Uh, I have forgotten my tour dates because I've stopped doing, doing promos. Minneapolis, Rockford, Illinois, Cleveland. Um, Chicago, St. Louis, Detroit, and Milwaukee. Those are the dates coming up. The reason this is coming out right now is that uh, my buddy Nick Kroll, I say buddy, I, I met him a couple of times, but we had a great conversation, and I, I met him a long time ago. I don't, I haven't really seen him in, since then. Well, we should start this over. This is already coming off like I fucking, he broke up with me. <laughs> Fuck it. This is, Nick Kroll is on the podcast today. Oh, fucking idiot. I met him a long time ago. I've always liked him. I'm a huge fan of his work. And his TV show, Big Mouth, is streaming right now on Netflix. It is season five. Season five? He has got an amazing cast. He's got Jason, uh, John Mulaney, uh, Maya Rudolph, Jesse Klein, Nick Kroll. It is such a great show, Big Mouth. Um, it really is fucking hilarious. I watched, we, I, we were talking about Nick Kroll. He's such an amazing performer in everything he does. And uh, and this is a great conversation. My only hope is that it was longer. But uh, he wanted to spend time with his family, and I can't blame him because I wanted to spend time with mine because I go on the road tonight. I leave for D.C. So uh, I hope you enjoy the conversation. And I hope to get him back um, and, and, ha and do more podcasts with him because he really is a fucking phenomenal conversationalist. And he's very intelligent. He said a few words I didn't understand really totally. And I was like, I wish I could ask him, but I felt weird going. This what Seminole mean? <laughs> I thought he was talking about the team. Um, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, my friend, go check out his show, Big Mouth, streaming right now on Netflix. Nick Kroll. This is Do you do the? Do you do voice to text or yeah. do you do a oh, voice memo or the voice I memo? Do, I do voice to text, although I probably should just do voice memo. Voice memos. I, 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 well, I, I swear to God, this is how it goes. Ready? I can talk to you like right now and I don't have to think about the words I have to say. Yeah. The second I put my phone in my mouth, it's yeah. I won't meet. <laughs> God damn it. All, all of us need to be there. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I weirdly though, when I do a voice memo, I will now be like, Hey Bert, I'm running late to the podcast. Period. I hope to see you soon! Exclamation point. Like, yeah. I, even with that, I'm still. Oh, I dictating. I uh, I got I put dashes in real life. I put dashes everywhere. Uh huh. Um, I never learned grammar, so oh, I don't know like how to write like punctuation wise. Is that I'm I'm actually was I I was an English major, and so in a weird way, I was like, not a stickler for grammar. But once you learned it right, you're like okay. And so, learned it right. But uh, <laughs> let's start over. No, <laughs> no but uh, but I put dashes everywhere for whatever fucking reason, and it never puts the dash. It just says dash. Yes. And my cousin Andrew, everyone thought his name was Andrew Dash. So I was like, <laughs> Nick, this is Andrew Dash. Yeah. And so, and I have the same thing. I have trouble with quotations. Qu like you'll be like, uh, you know, talk to Bert, and he said, quote let's do lunch tomorrow and then you'd want to do the close quote maybe you have to say close quote you can, i think you can just do quote again yeah no and then it, i don't know it's i 
It's a, why don't I just write it or why don't I just use a voice memo? Uh, I started FaceTiming people. You're not FaceTiming. Like, I just yeah. FaceTime you. And then I, if I want to, if I want to talk to you, right? Yeah. Like if I go, I, I actually want him on the phone right now. I throw a FaceTime. Really? And, and then, uh, and then, you know, Hey, it, it's Bert. Do you I, make phone calls ever? No, I don't. I FaceTime everybody. Yeah. Actually, I think I specifically faced. Hey. Hey, Austin, can you let them know we're doing a podcast in here? <laughs> Jesus. What I was wondering that? what the fuck that was. Holy shit. Oh, the, a game? We're of setting up. That's very We're funny. setting up. A, that's my gym in there. Mm -hmm. And we're setting up a sound bar. Thank God. I can't fucking hear a thing anymore. I put it on, I have it on a hundred. I'm trying to watch Big Mouth this morning and I'm fucking, I, and by the way, Netflix, I can't get uh, subtitles on it. What? I couldn't get subtitles on Netflix today. I'm like sitting here going, how did I not get subtitles? How, really? Yeah. I couldn't get subtitles. I'll I, call, I'll call Tom Netflix. ESPN, same mm -hmm. thing. Can't get subtitles. Maybe it's that TV or maybe I haven't figured it out. On ESPN, if you back it up 10 seconds, it'll give you subtitles for 10 seconds because it assumes you didn't understand what they said, so it gives you subtitles, but then subtitles run out. I was watching, uh, like barely, but watching Monday Night Football with Eli and Peyton and Eli. Have you watched it all I yet? Haven't, I haven't. It's just like Peyton just chatting away and Eli just kind of like giving you that sweet Peyton, or that Eli kind of, you know. Dude, Peyton Manning's dad, Archie Manning, yeah. is playing at, uh, at Tennessee. And he, no, not Tennessee. Where did he play? Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Playing yeah. at Ole Miss. His buddies say, let's go out and have a beer. And he says, no, thanks. Uh, I'm going to go home and ha have a steak with my dad. He gets home early so he can have a steak with his dad. And his dad has taken a shotgun and blown his brains out. Archie Manning then decides, this is hard. This is rough. But this isn't something my mom and sister need to see. He cleans up his dad. He takes the mattress and the bed and the sheeting. He takes it out back and he lights it on fire. And then he sits with his dad until his mom and sisters come home. He said, uh, dad's passed away. What fucking kind of man? They don't make men like that anymore. I couldn't be that guy. No, but and, and uh, with all due love and respect to the Manning family, are we sure that Archie didn't kill his father and covered it up? <laughs> with true all due love, I, you know, all, all, I mean, all, all due, due love and all respect. Due love respect. <laughs> I mean, because that would be a great way to be like, I was trying to be a gentleman, not and, yeah. and spare my 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 sister and my dad. The, my dad found out his dad died when he was thirteen years old, and he was just like, "All right, guess I got to take care of myself, take care of my mom. like." I'm not that man. No, I'm such a soft boy. Well, it's I, I I I I've never figured out quite how to talk about it on stage, but it's like I do think that like feelings are very new, like ha being able to have feelings and express your feelings. Like yeah. it's not it's a very new concept. Like they used to just like, well, I think I'll just bury that deep in a cave inside of me and just drink it, soak it up with booze. And like, that will be how I will handle this. I did that. I definitely have done that. I've definitely done that. Mm -hmm. Like it said, uh, I got cheated on by a girl that I was dating for like five years. And I, and my buddy said, Hey man, I don't know how to tell you how to fix what you're feeling, but mm -hmm. I can tell you that if you drink, that feeling gets lesser. And I went, all right, I'll just do that that's i actually made that decision i said that sounds that sounds like doable right i can do that i don't yeah. know the other things what a good friend mike osborne yeah yeah i'll see him in tennessee shout, shout out, out to, to mike. mike shout out to ozzy shout out to ozzy <laughs> um did you wait how i'm assuming you're a guy that's 
that's been in therapy. Oh yeah. How old were you first got into therapy? Uh, I got. You seem like you have. You seem like a guy who's got a a old school dad and a very loving mom. I have a loving mom and not a slightly old school dad, but ultimately a a pretty like loving dad. I'm definitely not like a. Uh, the guy, the dad on Big Mouth is a very, very soft, soft, like little soft daddy. But my dad, but my parents are, I have very nice, like loving parents. But I, I got into therapy in my 20s uh, and then stopped for a little while. But I got into therapy in my 20s because I just like couldn't complete things. Like I couldn't like, like I remember walking around with like my phone bill paid, like written and with the check in my backpack. And I'd walk around with like for like three four weeks and never mail it do you know what i mean like like that feeling of like procrastination like i would do something but just never do it and and i i was like i gotta go to there and a bunch of other shit but that was like i was like i need to figure out how to like be be, i think it was like how do i become an adult did you go to therapy did you i first went to therapy my parents split up when i was 21 Mm -hmm. i went to one therapy session and I was like, nah, this is for weak people. Mm-hmm. And then met my wife and she was like, you are very broken. <laughs> and I was like, really? And she's like, yeah, you've got <laughs> issues with like a lot of things that are not healthy and, and they're rearing their head everywhere. And you don't see right. that you, the person you look like sometimes. And um, like I would get angry when I was watching Friends and I loved Friends, but I'd get angry. Uh-huh. Uh, I would, I would, I would, I would, I was just total contrarian to just about anything anyone said. And I think it had a lot of things to do with a lack of a, 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 a smash of success at the beginning of my career and then a lack of it f- for like a period uh-huh. and um she put me into therapy and i i kind of fought it at first i fought it at first and then uh and then i and then when i was like for i turned 40 i was i was like oh i'm i'm it. really fucked up and uh <laughs> and i i got into therapy for real i've been in therapy for a while and and i i like it's funny to me that there's a stigma about it. Yeah, I, I've never, I don't understand that stigma. I, I similarly, I'm just like, there's just no downside to it. There's no downside to like yeah. taking time, at whatever it is, every week or every other, however you do it, to just like talk to someone who has no, because like you're like, well, I talk to my friends, I talk to my wife, or I talk to my family. It's like, no, they all have skin in the game, even if they mean well. They just, you, you, they're, you're paying someone to have to like talk through stuff with. And and ultimately that's beneficial. I, and it's and I think the stigma is like it's for weak people or whatever. And I'm like I don't think so. I think it's for people who like want to who are strong people who want to be better. Yeah, Th- that's how I have tread. My and my therapist is awesome. She looks a, she interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a male therapist. Oh, uh, that was one of my issues. <laughs> really? <laughs> how so? Wait. I yeah, dude, I am so fucked up. I had a female therapist who was not that attractive. Mm-hmm. And I just assume, I said to her one time, I said, I'm gonna, I think I'm done with therapy. And she goes like, I don't think you are. And I, this is a clear point that I needed more therapy. You're like, and you I was, wanna fuck. I was like, you probably wanna have sex with me. <laughs> so you, I go, let me explain it to you this way. If I was with a dime every day, I had an opportunity to hang out with a beautiful woman. I would find a way to make sure that we continue that relationship. And that's what's happening here. And she was like, you think I'm attracted to you? And I was like, you're definitely attracted to me. I was like, I'm way more attractive than you. I'm certain you're attracted to me. And I go, and the fact that you can't be honest about that means that you're not being honest with me and my therapy. And she was like, huh? She was like, <laughs> and I was like, and I just, and I was like, I need a man. I really, but I love that you, you consider yourself a male dime. Oh yeah. Oh, at the time I was, I could pull up a picture, <laughs> pull up Bert skinny. By the way, at the time That's I was actually fucking hot. Yeah. I was actually hot. And I was like, 
and I was legit attractive. Just could you just give Google skinny Bert? Skinny Bert Kreischer, yeah, skinny Bert yeah. might be. Uh, there he is. No, no, here we go. Pull Hold up on. the one. There we go to the left. There. Top left. Top left. Top, top left. left. Look at that. There's top a top right. Top right. Top right is top me. Top right. I see that. That other one's Bobby Kelly. That's right. Bobby Kelly was a dime, wasn't he? Was he was a dime. He was a gorgeous man. Look at that, Bert. Yeah. And so I was That's not very funny. I walked into a meeting at ICM uh-huh. and the guy and I remember I had just one agent who was brutally honest. And he's like, Oh, wait, so you lost weight. And he's like, I guess your career's over, huh? I was like, huh? He's like, what are you gonna talk about? Spin class on stage? <laughs> and I was like, Oh yeah, I guess I don't have anything to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so i gained weight and i got a career wow did you wait and so so but i still i'm still i'm still stuck on the fact <laughs> that you told your therapist that she wanted to fuck oh uh, i told i've told them i've said things see my thing is i want to deal with a therapist that's that's to par with me with intellectually that sure. we can that we can be honest i'm so fucking honest i need you to be honest remember telling one therapist i said do you it was at his house i said this is your house and i was like yeah He's like, yeah, I said, I, I zillowed it when I pulled up. And he's like, why would you zillow my house? And I said, because I want to know what your mortgage is because I know what I'm paying you. And I want to know if I'm a part of your mortgage payment. And he was like, excuse me? And I was like, I'm going to have problems as long as you have a fucking mortgage, correct? Like, that's how you pay your nut is my problems. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I was like, I want to see an end to this. And I, I, w- I just was a thing of like, I want you to fix it and then I want to get the fuck on. Right. And And it wasn't until I realized... Oh, it's not gonna be fixed. I'm always gonna be pretty broken, and I just need to. Yeah, it's an ongoing. There's no no end to it. Yeah. I mean, maybe there is where people are like, "I came here for this particular issue." Yeah. But I, I, my my therapist looks a lot like uh, Fran- oh. Francis McDormand. Okay. Uh, and that's and- another thing. I'd, I'd probably need an attractive female therapist. <laughs> and she. She and I met Frances McDormand one night at like a thing, and uh, it was the year that she won the Oscar for uh, Three Billboards. And um, for those of you who don't know, she's like, I mean, she's great. She's in Fargo. She's the best. Yeah. And she's kind of a no nonsense. And so I meet her at this party, and I'm like, Frances, Franny. She's trying to walk out of the party. She had a, a coat over her head. She was trying to sneak out. And I go, Franny, Franny. And she looks up and she looks at me. And she, I, I had hosted this thing, and she had, so she had to, she had to know who I was that day. And she's like, oh, and I was like, I got to tell you, you look so much like my therapist. And she looked at me and she goes, all right, well, let's do the work. <laughs> and she <laughs> immediately jumped in and she goes, the most powerful thing you can do is say no. And I was like, okay, thanks. And she's like, oh, and this is my husband, who is Ethan Cohen, one of the Cohen brothers. And I'm like, and I'm like, hi, I'm a huge fan. And, and he was, it was in the middle of like her Oscar campaign. He goes, really? <laughs> like I could feel him sort of like... <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man. Anyway, so I've I've taken that to heart. In my one actual minute of therapy with Francis McDormand, was like, there's great power in saying no. I've never said no. I don't ever say no either. I've never, I've never said no. I, I I'm not great at it either. I'm like, I, I feel like I, and I think it's like I got FOMO. Like yeah. I have consistent FOMO where if you, but by the way, can I tell you? All I heard was, we are in the same business technically but we were in totally different sides of this business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when you go, Franny, Franny, I was like, how the fuck? And you're like, oh, I hosted this thing. I'm like, hosted? Like I couldn't, I would never be able to host something like that 
I would have so much anxiety. Really? Yeah. I think I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm about, assuming like, it was like a Golden Globe or something. It was or, the uh, the independent film, independent spirit awards. It yeah, was like something the, like that the would... day before the, you know, it's like the, it's the little indie one, Yeah. Uh, which was about what it felt about like I could handle that. Um, I couldn't host the Oscars. I wouldn't want to host the Oscars. I don't want the scrutiny. Yeah. I mean that now it seems less and less fun. It seems less and less fun. Um, but I couldn't I, host SNL. You wouldn't? I couldn't. I, you, I'm not saying I wouldn't. I couldn't. I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying. I, I. I'm saying that's where I should say no. That's one of the my moments where I should go. I. I'm sorry. I'm. But don't pass. you think? Isn't it most things where you have like a ton of anxiety and then you do it and you're like, "Fuck, that was great." Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That's why I'd say yes. Yeah. But it would. It would crush you that week, or it would just. It would be. It would be. Uh. And and for I mean I mean this respectfully to SNL, but for that the amount of that I would put on that event for me. Yes. Me and it, and I, it's not, it wouldn't be the biggest thing in my career, but it, it would be for some reason. Of Does course. Sense? Well, yeah, of course. I mean, you're talking, anyone who's around our age and in comedy, like it's, it's just one of those things. It's like the thing where you're like, well, no, that is a marker of like, I have made some, you know, cause you can be in movies, you can be, you can do big standup shows, but there's something about SNL that is, has that, there's that thing i i I have the same have you hosted snl no no um would you totally i mean i yes i would totally probably grew up around those kids so you're more comfortable well that's my i mean that's like i grew up in in sketch and improv and character driven stuff so that's been like oh you'd murder snl but i i don't know about you would murder snl i would feel a tremendous amount of pressure doing it similarly but i think that's like I don't know. I think that's what makes us comedians like is that you're like, oh, I'll say yes to that, but it'll be a nightmare leading up to it. And then I'll do it and it will be fun and I'll be glad I did it. But it will also have been a nightmare. Yeah. I like I watched Burr host it. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I remember going like, I, I don't. I, that's when I was like, oh, I can't. I can't. I can't imagine saying no. Mm-hmm. But I know that that yes would be like, a, oh, fuck yeah like oh god this is going to be a lot of stress uh-huh. the week of the day of like i don't get stressed with a special because i know how it's gonna go because you've done it so many I've times done it for fucking 17 months on the road yeah and and i'm and i'm i've been doing stand-up for 23 four years so i'm like i know what i'm doing i'm competent in that i'd be fine with the monologue a monologue would be nothing it would be those sketches where i'm, I'm not a like a or at least i've never explored i've never it would be weird to explore me getting into sketches on, <laughs> on SNL. On SNL. Yeah, like you'd want to go like, maybe I'll go pop by Groundlings for a, a month and uh, yeah. maybe that would be a way to get into it before. But it's, again, it's we're all in like, you know, you're playing like fucking arenas. For some people, that would be the most, uh, that would be the scariest thing in the world is playing like, a, like for me, doing shows, like weirdly, it's weird where my metrics are because I could play like a massive show but I, if like you're uh, on Broadway, but yeah, but like being in New York, being back in New York and having my family and friends see that makes me more nervous than like being in front of like, you know, five thousand, six thousand, six thousand people. It's interesting. I think Broadway would be fun. Broadway, like especially the way you did it with Melania. That right? was the best. Me and Melania doing that on Broadway was the best. That was because that was like hours. Told it was a two man show with the you know budget of a Broadway show. And we just controlled it entirely. And that was that so would fun. Be fun. That was that might have been the most. That might have been like, oh, this is like we figured out like the perfect thing where you're doing, you know, you're playing like 
you're you're doing a 1100 1200 seat theater every night you don't ever have to leave you're not on the road uh every night you have a different we had a different guest who was like a hero or someone funny or interesting and we were writing we were writing it still on stage you know like how you like write the act you're kind of i don't know i'm assuming you write do you write it out do you write do you write do you write on stage around stage yeah so like we were doing that writing like the third act of the show basically on stage every night until we finished it was so fun what is it about what is it about getting in character as an old jewish man that is so (laughs) enjoyable to everyone i just watched eddie murphy they said oh my god the most fun he ever had was on coming to america when they put him in that old jewish barber shop what is it that i i mean fuck eddie murphy doing that is the funniest i don't know i think it's fun to be able to like be you know for some like not everybody can be themselves and say the things they want to say on stage Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like so like i think you are very comfortable in the in who you are i think i'm just dumb enough to not know if what i'm (laughs) saying is upsetting someone like i'm 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 a little like blind to like i thought it was funny yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i'm i'm like i i'm like oh if i'm a character then i can get away with some of the things that are like my non-filtered statements that give me a little more ability to just like you know which i'm trying to figure out how to get better at as a stand-up like just be like okay no it's me and i'm not gonna hide behind like a little you know wig and and makeup and and can i figure out myself how to say the the things that i want to say unfiltered you know yeah it's uh yeah i i i noticed there was a when 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 i saw cancel culture creeping up that's when i noticed a lot of comics turning to characters uh-huh and i was like because it is it's not a, it's not necessarily a safe place but it's a lot safer like you can say the n-word in a quentin tarantino movie mm. as a character um mm-hmm. the only improv i ever did i just told someone this the only improv i ever did was for an audition and i've done like some stuff or whatever but i did an audition here in la and it was for a tv show about a guy running for governor and in florida and i was his like sidekick or whatever the fucking yeah. governor has next to him and they didn't really have the characters scripted out they're like just go with it and i just played mine racist and i i i thought it murdered and everyone the second i made him racist everyone was like the fuck are you doing i was like hey motherfuckers i thought it was yes and like the <laughs> fuck right, right, right. why is everyone throwing me under the bus <laughs> like jesus christ like no one stayed in character the casting director's last name was a mexican last name <laughs> which i who fucking saw that test sanchez and so <laughs> and it, didn't, so, it didn't play it didn't play at all and i was like i was like wait get you. in my head i was like i was like you know i'm not really racist i'm just mm-hmm. playing a character mm-hmm. that i think would be funny if he was slight, subtly racist yeah it's a that part it's that has changed from when we started where it was like oh i'm playing a character that's racist and everyone be like oh that's funny and now now it's it's changed a bit um so oh, by the way this was all this was back when it was acceptable <laughs> <laughs> and i wasn't even that racist i was just like hey make more eye contact with the black people and he was like he goes what i go make more eye contact with the black people you're only looking at the mexicans and he was like it didn't he i threw him off really and and i was like i was like I was did like, the show go no i didn't even get offered it like it was an audition i fucked up everyone's audition i fucked up so many auditions i was horrible auditioning you were not that was not your strong suit not at all you get i can sell a tv show with my eyes closed mm-hmm. i've sold i couldn't even tell you how many tv shows i've sold i legit would have to say around 100 tv shows 
I've sold so many TV shows that it was it was it was I could do it in my sleep, and and I have a I have a knack for uh, branding and naming, mm-hmm. and so it was very easy. And there none of them were uh, well, no, a few of them were sitcoms. Mm-hmm. Um, I sold a number of sitcoms, um, maybe seven sitcoms, and then yeah, yeah, I dude, I came out. My the person who taught me how to sell TV shows was Will Smith, though. So yeah, I left really? that part out. Yeah. And so I could, how did that how did that happen? He discovered me when I was working uh the door at the Boston Comedy Club in his, New York. In New York, yeah. He his team discovered me, they brought me to him, and then he brought me into a room and showed me this is you want I'll show you the magic technically. This is what you do when you go into a room. Can and, I ask you a question? Is that a is that how you uh get your watch uh like charge it? Is that No, a- no, I was just readjusting it. Oh, okay. I'm fat and it sticks on my arm. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like someone was like, oh yeah, you shake it to like recharge or read. With these, yeah, that with these, that is how it works. But you just walking around is how it charges. Nice. Yeah, you don't have a watch? I don't have a watch. I got one. Actually, Melanie got me a watch for my 40th, but uh, I don't wear it ever. Wait, how old are you? I'm 43. Nice. Did you go to his intervention? <laughs> I, I I hosted it. <laughs> it sounded like it was so good he yeah. talked about it on seth Myers. i was like yeah i was like man i wish i was sober i would have loved to have been there <laughs> it was a hot crew yeah oh did he, you did how long have you known mulaney i've known him since college he and i were i i was like a senior and he was a freshman i cast him in the improv group oh. so i've known him forever whoever saw him as being the fucking wild card uh did I, you did you oh yeah you know really? the people you've known forever. You just know the people you know. Like, come on, the people you come up with. Like, you know, you know, you know where everybody started, where they came from. You know, really. I mean, he said something. I've I've talked about this on a number of podcasts. John Mulaney was not the kind of guy that would catch my eye when I when he was young. It's not. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm looking for the broken toy. Uh-huh. Like that's what I'm. I'm drawn to the Farley Belushi. Sure. Artie, I'm that's what I'm I've always been drawn to artistically and then he said something on Marin where he said oh yeah I had a problem with cocaine in college I used to listen to Steely Dan and just do cocaine and I went oh this guy's sexy as fuck <laughs> I was like there's like I understood that sure sure immediately enough drugs and Steely Dan is talking to you yeah oh yeah and I went oh fuck <laughs> yeah 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 no I've it's those people you come up with I've, I've I mean I've known Johnny forever so it's like um and uh it's yeah you just everybody's i mean everybody's everybody's going through something you know you just never know you never know with any of your friends what's people are going through it especially the last couple of years people are fucking going through it yeah. um yeah, yeah. I, I think mine's been less chemicals and more anxiety and just like i might I've had, always anxiety or well, anxiety has been a big thing in my life throughout yeah. my entire life yeah, yeah. i not rearing its head where you'd think it would on the simplest things it rears its head. Uh-huh. Um, like lines. Saying lines? Nope. Standing in lines. Oh, standing in lines. lines really? Really, fucking, really? Yeah. Balloons, clowns. Really? And then, and then, and then. Uh, Maybe you were molested online for the circus. <laughs> I used to have a joke that uh, clowns should have to whisper their secrets into balloons. So when you pop them, you'd hear them. But they'd all just go, I was molested by a clown. Um <laughs> I uh, I, now it's gotten to public spaces, not theaters, not but like lots of people. Is that based around your like fame? No, no, that's coronavirus. Uh huh. Coronavirus. It 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 morphed into um, it morphed into uh being around a lot of people because 
there is a thing that happens and i and i mean I, i'm obviously i'm saying this out loud to everyone listening uh people when you are famous people they want to close the space very quickly sure and i and i end up i consistently end up against a wall with people surrounding me right right and it makes me fucking crazy <laughs> right and also you give off you give off like uh you know like i'm i'm a loose fun like yeah. let's fucking get after kind of guy i was for a very long time and when coronavirus hit i started having very big anxiety about getting coronavirus and sure and i wanted my distance from people and i and but and it was something i mean i used to go to bars uh i would do a show for like three thousand people do two shows a night and i'd tell everyone where i was going to go drink wow and then they would all meet me there and it would be packed and we would and they'd all have their shirts off i'd have my shirt off and we would just be around each other just like a bunch of seals just like it was <laughs> fucking it was awesome it was so much fun and i just take pictures i would just take pictures all night wow. long and and then when coronavirus kicked in i my daughter was the first one she's like dad you're a honeypot for this disease <laughs> she's like you gotta stop doing these meet and greets and so i haven't done one since you know the pandemic the last one i did was in boston right before stay-at-home orders right like early march uh like, Mar march 13th i think holy shit yeah and i did it i can't went out in a hazmat suit Good. as a joke right and then i obviously I take it off and take a picture with everyone and my agent was like hey man i think you gotta stop yeah yeah and so that and you have not done did, done one since i haven't done one since i do meet i do small meet and greets after the shows now but it's just for people that know me or, or people that but like i i just um i i'm i'm i've gotten pretty bad about it like i don't let people out of the bus <laughs> yeah i mean it's a it's real i mean it's like a it's and i and i and i think it's and it, especially for i can understand for someone like you who is like yeah let's let's all get after it together and i'm and i don't like pushing people away right so if someone asks for a picture i always accommodate right but it, it's every accommodation is me at some point in the night going god damn it man that guy kind of spit in my eye <laughs> it's, a true, it's a real one really? yeah well because i do feel like it's like my buddy jason manzoukas who's uh, uh who is that uh who is it he's my he's on the i mean he's been in a ton of shit pull like, him up. i saw his pull, name you'll see his face and you'll know I saw him. his name today on big big mouth on big mouth yeah he plays jay on big mouth he was rafi on the league uh he's on like every sitcom uh he's on like uh oh i know guy. who that guy is yeah okay so he played, you know, he's one of my my dear buddies. He was um, on, uh, you know, on the league. He plays this character named Rafi, who's like a, a maniac, a true like menace. And it's a very, very funny character. And when people like, but in real life, he's like a massive germaphobe and uh, he's pretty OCD. And, 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 and now with coronavirus, it's like off the charts. But like even before that, he was just like, and, and, but when we'd go out, like every Rafi in the friend group, you know, the guy's like, ah, I'm a fucking mess. Like, come on, yeah. you know, they would go straight at him. And Ooh. he was just like, and this, and it's like this crazy thing where, cause he's like, I know I play that character, but in reality, I don't want to like, if he'd never had to shake my hand, he would be thrilled. Wow. That's interesting. And, I, I was never that bad. Yeah. But I was definitely when coronavirus came, started and we all stayed inside i sensed a shift in my personality yeah with the amount of things i touched how often i touched my face yeah because i'm a big finger licker like i'm <laughs> I, like i'm a thing that's things who I are am. tasty things yeah. are tasty you want to taste them again 
it's fun. I've gotten a lot better at my house. Like mm-hmm. I'm fine around my house. I'm fine with people coming over. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I was, I was bad with people coming over. Sure. During the coronavirus, and then, and I'm getting better. I'm getting more loose. Like we did, we've been doing meet and greets. We did one in Atlanta. It was like fucking chaos in there. And I was like, I was looked at my team. I was like, did, did anyone did take the fucking memo? Yeah. And it was like just everyone, and it's like all Atlanta. So no vaxxers. You would be the funnest anti-vaxxer. <laughs> I would. Oh, just if you if like you came out and you're like, listen, guys. I was like, look, I I'm doing my own research. Yeah, I'm doing. I don't. I just want to wait until the fucking <laughs> cards settle. I'm cool with trans people, but just as vaccine <laughs> shit. I would be. I like by the way that you've stuck with coronavirus. You've not made the move to COVID. You've stuck with coronavirus. <laughs> I say it the wrong one. No, I, I like that you've just like most people moved off Corona at some point. You're like, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm sticking with coronavirus. Yeah. Uh COVID overrated as a name. Co- coronavirus is a there's more, there's something kind of sexier to it than I w- COVID. I wouldn't mind calling it novel coronavirus. Novels, yeah. you know, novel's the real word. Now. Right. That's what it is, right? Yeah. It's a novel. Yes. I it's how does it and but you're back. I'm on the road now, but not a ton. Are you back out, Al? Bro, I'm back. I just spent uh, 23 days on the road. In a row. In a row. Uh, I go out for 15 days tonight. I'm doing shows. I mean, I've added shows Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And if you just got Monday, Tuesday off, I fly to Austin, do a podcast with Tom. And then we'll do two podcasts Monday, two podcasts Tuesday. And then I fly back. And I'm just, I'm out. I'm out hardcore until April. Wow. And are you going to shoot then? Uh, you just, oh, you're just working. You're just on the road to. Like, no, no, no. I, I probably, I'll probably do my special in April. I'm yeah. guessing. I, I don't was, know. I gotta, I gotta find a place. Yeah, I was supposed to do it. Uh, I because I had been out on the road. I hadn't gone out like really. Been like, I'm gonna go out for a long time. Um, and I went out before the pandemic, and and was like, all right, I'll get ready to shoot it in like last June. I was gonna shoot it, and then obviously pandemic happened, lockdown happened. So it all got pushed, and now I started. Ba- I started back like doing shows, like probably like June, May, June, and then have now been doing like some gigs, and I'm going out a bit now, and and I'm playing, uh, I'm playing Carnegie Hall on the twelfth, which I feels that feels like that is bringing me a ton of anxiety. Are you worried about selling the tickets or the show? I was worried about selling tickets. Uh, and more than anything, it's like it's hometown. There's something about my hometown. Like New York. Did is you grew up in New York? I grew up in the suburbs outside the yeah. city. And so like there's something about that that's stressing me out. And I think it's and it's like just like the idea of like Carnegie Hall. Like for a yeah. New York kid, it's like there's just something about that venue that is like venerable. It, Very. Sh- it shouldn't be any different than it's another it's fucking different. theater. It's different. But y- it's different. It is. It, and I can't explain it, but no, it's you like, got, you got, you can, I, I, I understand it. I understand it. And there's like, there's, there's Chicago theater yes. is, is one of the ones. Yes. The beacons, one of those ones yes. where it just is a little different for yeah. you. And I, like I went, I had not been doing shows much. I was living uh, like in a, like upstate with my, my wife and kid and, uh, this summer and Ali Wong was doing residency at the beacon. I was like, well, she's like, you want to come and do a spot? And I was like, sure. And I come and I had not been doing a lot of spots at that moment. And I walked, I got on stage to the beacon was like, you. Yeah. and I just wasn't quite ready. Like I wasn't my, I like, you know, you have to get used to like the scope of it. And, uh, and I had, and I just kind of fucking bombed. I'm so, treated and bomb. But when, you, when are you, when are you filming your special? Uh, I don't know yet. It looks like sometime in the new year. It's like we're trying to figure out a place, you know, with mask mandates and stuff like where you're like, you don't want to shoot a special. I don't want to shoot. I want to be safe, but I also don't want to 
have an audience full of people, mass people. You I'll know what you. I mean? Oh, you want me to tell you where you shoot your special? Yeah. Please. By the way, let, I, can I just tell you that this is why we're in two different sides of the business. So, like, I approach a special so globally different than you do. How like, so? Oh, I'm just, I, that's why I'm on the road as much as I am. I'm on the road every weekend because I'm getting ready to shoot a special yes. in fucking eight months. But, like, I obsess about it. But number one thing about shooting a special, the number one thing is, and this is Burt Kreischer talking, Joe Rogan will tell you something totally different. You want to shoot it where you're big, but you haven't been. Yes. So, so what I do is I go to, uh, I should have. Where is Burt Kreischer no, popular? I'm finding out where you're big. Com. Wow. How can you, you got the I'm metrics. Gonna you, I'm going to tell you. Uh, Nick. K-R. What an interesting name. Kroll. Kroll. It's, uh, I guess, Polish, German. It's Vermont, Rhode Island, Oregon, California, Connecticut. Really? Those are your biggest markets. Really? Yeah. I gotta. You gotta send me whatever that whatever that app is. Oregon You're, would be great for you. I mean, I I Portland. Portland, Portland. I love. I have, love you, Portland. have you done this hour in Portland? I have, but again, I did it like two years ago. Yeah. So I could go back and shoot I, I it always want to. I always want to perform that hour I film for people that have never seen it. Yes. And I and I wanted it to be a market, so I saved certain markets. Yes. So I saved Philly for Secret Time. I I saved um, Cleveland for uh -huh. Hey Big Boy uh and and now i'm trying to figure out where i want to do this one yeah and uh and and, and but I'll, i like but I, now but you've but you're booking all these dates and cities but I've, you're, I've, i'm holding a couple you're back. holding a couple like back. omaha nebraska is one of my favorite places really i've never performed there oh it's such a great comedy it's such a great comedy fucking town really it's it's um, yeah it's and, and it's and i think people would think because it's omaha because it's nebraska sure it's not it has been a huge comedy town because of this woman colleen who ran the funny bone and always brought great comics in uh -huh. big bob and tom market yeah 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 so like you got tosh you got perbiglia yeah you got all these great comics that came through greg warren yeah 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 and so yeah omaha is a fucking great town for comedy indianapolis is a murderous town for comedy i had a fun i did a fun no i did shows i did was went to, i'd never been there before and, yeah. and it was fun went to walked around the zoo oh yeah great day yeah i i would i like i get obsessive about a special yeah i mean i was i was like i thought i was getting obsessive i was like in good shape to like yeah and then and then it all kind of that's so good though that's so good because what it does in my opinion is and i feel the same way about my hour that i have right now mm -hmm. is you get it dialed in you get it tight then the pandemic hits and mm -hmm. and all of a sudden that all that stuff just pulls apart yeah and it kind of like loosens up yes and then when you take it back on stage that shit that was boring to you that you were married to but it wasn't your favorite stuff yeah it sifts out and then all of a sudden it skinnies up yeah and it's it, I, I think you, i think you're gonna have a fucking banger special on your hands just because of the how you were ready at when you were ready yeah and then getting ready for it again yeah so i'll i'll i've got a i i, I gotta i'll i'll but i i won't pile up like you do like i won't do that many dates at this yeah. point i just can't i can't i can't do it uh i mean i would uh, it's it's a different it's a different how old are you? your kids are older right 15 17 okay but i did it i've done it my whole career you've done it your whole career yeah i just it's like we didn't know any different because it was just how you paid the bills it yeah was like you just did the road and and, and you know and i i I'd do some tv here and there and then but then the tv was always the road for me yeah so it was on travel channel or whatever right right and so in a weird way your my kids just don't know any different and i will be very candid how old's your child not he's like he's under a year under a year yeah Oh yeah, don't fuck it up. Just spend. Yeah. I, mean, I I fucked it up. Like I spent way too much time on the road. Uh huh. And yeah, and and we're good as a family. We're tight, but I definitely look at like Tom, 
Segura who has young children yeah. and I go I go man if I could do I didn't have money you know it would have been nice you to had to the, you had to go make that yeah it would yeah. be nice to have a little money and not have to do the road yeah. as much but I would I, there's a lot I feel like I missed out on yeah I can feel it even when I'm gone for like a weekend or something I'm like oh fuck he's sitting up now you know and like, yeah. like I don't want to so I'm I'm trying to figure out that navigate it but I also you know like you I, I don't i want to make sure that whatever i make is as good as it could be you know that's the tough thing is it do you find it easier to immerse yourself in something like um something like big mouth more easier than a special because you've got to leave the house and go do stand up for that and with big mouth big mouth seems like it's so many fucking laughs per minute so fucking tight thank you so fucking like um it, it it's it's really is incredible thank you very much but and i i just look at that and i go i the amount of time it must that yeah it's such a work it's a tremendous amount of and i and it's luckily spread out among i, I am not singularly responsible for it at all um which is probably why it's, it's better than some of my other stuff but it's like i have great partners who work tireless on it but i also spend a lot of time on it and it is like it's just a very labor intensive but it is like labor intensive in a in a way that is yeah, you could say it's like stand up in that you got to like go out like, but it is like you just chip away at it every day. Yeah. The problem is when I'm doing that, it's then like how much gas you have left in the tank to then go out and run the set at night and Zero. then and then be like, because it's okay if I'm like, ah, you know what, I worked, I worked on Big Mouth today, and I'm gonna go out and do, I'm gonna go to the store and and improv and Largo and pop out and do spots and like get you know churn it out. And then you get it ready to go. But then it's like, all right, now I'm working all week on the big mouth and whatever else. And then now I got to go. Now I got to go away for the weekend or I got to go during the week and I'm going to check in on my room during the day, zoom in, you know, like all that stuff. It, you tough. just get, but I do like, I, I kind of like uh, having a couple different things going on. My brain works best that way. Do you yeah. really zone in on stuff? I can only do one thing at a time. Really? Yeah. I found, I thought I used to be able to do more and I, and I really believed it. And uh, and then uh, Burr and Rogan told me that I couldn't. They're like, you're not. I don't know who you're fooling. They're like, you're phoning a lot of shit in. Did Number one, your stand up. They had a they had a stand up intervention with you. They had an intervention <laughs> at the store. I walked back and I walked in on them talking about me. And really? I was, like, I was like, wait, what are you guys talking about? And they're like, uh, you. And I was like, what? And they're like, your TV show sucks. And I was like, for real? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, it's bad, man. It's just bad. And your podcast is slacking, and your stand up slacking. It's like if you're gonna pick one really and and burrs and burr was like you're only really good at stand-up like <laughs> he was like you're not like a tv host like i don't know who the fuck you're fooling and joe's like joe's like hey man you're way more interesting as bert than you are as this travel channel host right and he was like if but you... that really worked for you that didn't the show really no no, no I'm, i made i made like i made okay money um and i was there for i think i was there for like nine years but uh but i it was like being a stripper. It was good money, good money, good money comparatively speaking. Mm -hmm. It's good money for an American. Yeah. Um, it wasn't good money for Hollywood. Uh-huh. And it was and it was a ton of work. I've yes. gone two weeks, home a week, gone two weeks, home a week. Dude, that's brutal. That's that's a brutal schedule. For 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 four years straight, I did gone two weeks, home a week, gone two weeks, home a week. And uh and and then all and then and then uh, they were like, they told me they were like, hey, you know we can help you get money for your podcast and just focus on your podcast. And then luckily I got fired from travel channel like a week later. Really? I got fired. And yeah. And so I just was like, well, I guess I'll focus on my podcast. 
and once I realized, once I, I got ready for the machine special I did, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh shit, like I, I don't, I can't wear a bunch of hats. I'm not that brain. I'm, I can't keep plates spinning at all. Like I, I can only focus. And for me, it's, it's compartmentalized. Like I don't know how it works for you, but with stand up, I am. That's all I think about. I'm free. I don't think about anything other than my hour. Uh huh. But when I do a movie, I'm like, or when I did a movie, I should say. When yeah. I when is movie. your movie? What's the story with your movie? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Well, how was that experience for you? It's the greatest experience of my life. Really? I loved it, but turned off stand up brain entirely. Yeah. And was just script fo focused on that one story. Yeah. Yeah. And focused on uh, minute performances and like like what I would catch other actors doing. Cause it was it was just fucking great it was such a great and i never thought i wanted to be an actor at all but I, and i loved being a producer i loved every big minute of it beginning to end i i couldn't have had a better experience that's awesome yeah but I, I didn't think i would you didn't no that was one of those things where you like said yes and then you're like oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck or said yes and i was like i was like i remember just going i hope i like this yeah because i i have a feeling this is a, so like I'm not saying this to not get cast in anything, anybody, but uh, like sometimes when I'm on a set of a TV show and I'm maybe sprayed, spray painted in gold spray paint or something, and they're <laughs> yeah. like, and they're like, all right, we're gonna reset this. I just start going, I'm wasting my life. I'm wasting. My I think life. for standups, I feel like for standups and 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 now with podcasts on top of it, it's like I'm losing money every day that I'm. I, I remember hearing, I remember talking to Burr about it because he, I think he started f is for family like a year or two before big mouth it was around the same time but i think he had he had a season in before and he's like fucking losing money here you know what i mean and yeah. i'm like oh wow right for you that like this is like could be on the road it could be doing x y and z you know um for someone i guess who I, I guess i would call myself like a hybrid who's like i do stand up but i also do this that i'm like i'm so trained to be like no go succeed in tv and film like go like that is how i've been programmed yeah and so it's hard to like be like, it's hard to pass that stuff up and make stand up the single priority. But you're, but I have to say this, you are, you are so good. You're so good in front of a camera. You're so good in things that like, where, where, and I'll say, I'm not going to include anyone in this, where, where someone like myself, it looks at it and goes like now, knowing how hard it is to get someone to laugh on a screen mm, to get mm. it from a page to it to it to to having mm -hmm. it done to then seeing it like i i really respect certain people arsenio hall so arsenio funny. hall is so good mm -hmm. and and I, I don't think i ever paid that much attention to it but like i started looking at like uh you know a long time ago you did a, a character the canadian kid or something yeah yeah yeah. and yeah. i was i was we were just talking about this i just posted a post on this we were talking about it on the tour bus uh -huh. and we were watching it and I was like, I thought that was good then. Mm -hmm. Now that I've been on screen and I've seen myself on screen, now I know just how good that really is. Oh, thank you. Like where you go, that's really good. But you're also great at stand-up. So like, I, I think for guys like me, I won't say Burr, I won't say Joe, I won't Fuck say Tom, Burr. but we're just, just kidding, we're, our, thing, our thing has always been stand-up. It was right. the easiest thing for us to get done. But, but mo I, movies, I had a fucking blast. I would do... I would do another movie, but I'd want to make it. You mean, wanna... yeah. I mean, I think there's a there is like a larger, massive shift happening in all of the stuff that we do. In that, comedy has been democratized with everything, with podcasts and 
and everything else that and and I think stand up it's affected stand up. So it's like because it used to be a very clear line of like you go do stand up so you can go get your sitcom so yeah. you can go become a movie star or whatever. It's like it was such a clear like A to B to C. And now that like the market has completely changed so that there are people who are like moving to Austin. They're like, fuck Hollywood. Why do I need to live in Hollywood? Yeah. Like, I don't like I'm not trying to be an actor. I'm not trying to, you know, and you're like, oh, yeah, sure. There you go. That makes perfect sense. I, I never I, I'm still programmed to be like and and not programmed because I enjoy it. I love making animated shows. I like making and acting and things. And but I have since making an animated show where I, you know, write it with my people and friends and then get into a booth like every couple, you know, every week or two and for however many hours I needed to be there. But then you're out. Like when you go back to set and a set that you don't control and even a set that you do control, you are like, you start to be like, man, this is a, this is a fucking slog. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I I can, uh, I got, I did an animated show once and I tried to pay to get out of it. (laughs) I hated it that much. I hated it that much. And I played and I played a black guy. <laughs> this is a different time. No, very recent. Really? Very recent. Well, I, it's so funny is they were like it's a cartoon, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm doing my I'm do I'm not doing any voice. I'm just doing myself. And then I I'm I don't even look, but there's like pictures of the other cast up in the booth like mm-hmm. and myself. Mm-hmm. There's a black woman and two black kids. And I go, hey, am I playing a black guy in this? And they're like, like it's a cartoon. And I was like, I know, but everyone's black but me. And they're like, it's a cartoon, man. And I was like, yeah, I, I go, yeah, but, but do I sound? Am I? Should I be acting black? And they're like, no, they're like, it's a cartoon, like, Bert. Please don't, please don't do that. Yeah, and I was like, I'm just wondering, am I fucking up? And they're like, we hired you because we like you. Mm-hmm. We like the way you're playing the character. I, I and they go, did you know that they were black until you saw their pictures? And I said, no. And they go, it's just voices, man. And and they're like, and by the way, they don't even look like people. They're like, they're other things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. But I but I didn't enjoy it. I, I tried to pay to get out of it because I was just like, it wasn't enough money, and it was like so much work. It's a yeah. I mean, it's it. You we're 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 very lucky. I mean, you're lucky because you're doing it. You're like it's fun for you. It is fun. It's been and it's a it's very it's very fun. And it's something that I love and it's very personal in that it is and I I assume it was the same for your movie where you're like, well, this is my story. Yes, so yes. there's something did you find it therapeutic at all? I mean, are you asking me if I cried every other day? Yeah. <laughs> I cried so much. I cried so much. Are you a crier? Not not until I went to fucking Serbia. Really? And by the way, I can't stop crying. I like I have opened gates up, are open. Dude, I've tapped into being comfortable crying and oh, I yeah. and I'm just cool with it now. And and uh I cried the fir- the very first day I was like, I got a text from my buddy Miles and he goes, Hey man, today's our anniversary for meeting. And I was like, What? And he was like, Today's our anniversary for me. I met you twenty seven uh, years ago in Tallahassee. And then and then I someone else texted me, Hey man, today's the day we went to Russia for the first time. And then I looked, and it was also the day I shot my special, and it was also the day that my that my that my uh, that my Rolling Stone article came out. It was within that same week. All these things had happened to me, and I'm, I'm walking to the to my car to my first day of set, and I just started crying. I go, "Today's this week is a very powerful week for me, yeah, yeah, my yeah. life." And then I just, and then I was just the whole fucking any. I mean, the dumbest stuff, Nick. Like, because I'm a meathead, so like, 
there's a, a scene where Jimmy Tatro goes, uh, goes um, in the movie, goes, my name's Bert. I don't go to class much. Started crying. And they're like, what the fuck are you crying about? And I was like, I actually said that. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm the same. I mean, I'm the same. I've always been a crier, though. I'm yeah. like, a, I cry like in Lowe's commercials. You know what I mean? I watch like watching Lowe's commercials. I, I cry all the time. Yeah. Uh, but that's very. I don't know. It's good. Do you find doing do you find doing big mouth therapeutic for you? Yeah, I do. I th Well, yes. I mean, it's like about kids going through puberty, adolescence, and it's like it's based on me and my buddy. And there's just a lot of shit in there that's like the real shit, like a lot of the foundational seminal uh, pun in, I guess pun intended the this uh, the, these the things that are the become the foundation for who you are so much of it happens to you at 13 yeah. 12 13 so the the things that are fucked up like the things that turn you on the things that make you feel insecure like all that mm. shit is built around there and and you carry that like you know I'm in therapy like I was carrying stuff in the show we'd break story in the show and then I'd go to therapy and talk about it and then I'd like work through some stuff in therapy and bring it back to the room and be like i think this is what was going on yeah i that that i said uh, i i said i have another i have another project and i said i'm willing to scrap an hour and just focus on that movie mm -hmm. and make it that because mm -hmm. i think that or or i'd actually said that about a sitcom too mm -hmm. my goal this is gonna sound really bizarre my goal's always been a multi-cam yeah and, and i know they're not working right now i think miss pat's is working but uh -huh. like I think it'd be great. I mean, it's I like I would love yeah, that job. And you feel like built for a multicam, dude. My, I mean, I still watch multicams. Like Kevin, Kevin uh, James just had one on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking loved it. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I loved it top to bottom. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't feel like it's a multicam. I felt like it was shot great. Mm -hmm. And um, and and I feel like if I did a multicam, I could stop doing stand up and just focus that material into the multicam. Sure. And take my stories there but i don't know i don't I don't know i don't know did you watch like golden girls i loved golden girls isn't that crazy that we were like little kids and like little boys and we were watching fucking golden girls loved i dude i watched all of them i watched i watched wings. i watched oh i watched wings i mean i watched also then on reruns i was watching like what's happening yep. i was watching obviously i was watching the jeffersons i was watching wings i was watching like fucking caroline in the city i was watching you know what i mean Watch caroline in the city I, I remember when i discovered news radio oh god and yeah. I, I just moved to new york to start stand up and it was on a and e and i i mean i thought andy dick had I mean, hung the moon yeah everyone on Him that and show Phil hartman yeah uh, i mean it's the crazy thing Do you ever that, fan out on rogan yeah <laughs> i'm the wrong friend for him because I, I bring up shit he did where he's like, hey, man, we're just supposed to hang out. And I was like, I know, but you got to tell me one more story. Uh, yeah, I fucking, news radio was just It's genius. so funny. And I mean, in Hartman. And Dave Full, I mean, everybody in it. It's per like, uh, so I get it. I It's been a while. Like, I, I think there was like, it's not, you know, people have, but it's, you know, a great, a great multi -can. Again, it's unbelievable that we were like little kids watching a show about a bunch of old ladies in Florida. And none of it, we didn't care. Like, that's the thing mm -hmm. is like, now everything feels like, well, that demo is, you know, like you got to make this for this group of people and stuff it's, like that. It's, it's like so fucked up. Mm -hmm. What entertains children? Mm -hmm. My my daughters love John Mulaney. Yeah. And I go and in my head, I'm going to go, it's not written for you. But for whatever reason, yeah. they connect with it. Yeah, totally. You know, totally. And it's, and it's just it's 
You ever see a fan and you go, you like me? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But you're not what I thought I thought I was writing for. Totally. But th- which is great. I mean, that's the dream, right? Is like the dream is like having people who seem nothing like you being like on board, you know? Well, well wait, I want, we're running up on an hour and I want to get you out of here because you should be a good dad. My, my kids are at golf practice and good for you. Uh, good Georgia, for Georgia was in the state tournament. Today. Really? Yeah. And I don't mean to say that, uh, I'm not going to say anything about female sports, but she's only been playing golf for about four months. <laughs> so I'm not certain that the that the, Do you the play bar is that high <laughs> for the female sports in California. Or you've got an incredibly talented. Or, or, or you've got it's funny that I immediately, yeah. I immediately go, I don't think I have a Tiger Woods. But uh, she, yeah, she was in a state tournament today. I play golf, yeah. I play golf. Do you play with her? I have I I just got surgery, so I haven't been able to oh, nice. sw- hit hit uh, a golf ball. Um, but I'm hitting golf balls at Fenway Park on Saturday. What? Yeah. At Fen, you're hitting golf balls at Fenway Park. Yeah. I think they have a. I think they set up something. Fucking cool. Yeah, I don't know. Well, they're not playing baseball there right now. Yeah, yeah, they're not. Um. So what's what what you what is Big Mouth coming out again? Big Mouth comes out uh November fifth. I'm not sure when this comes out. Oh, but this well, we can we fast track this yeah or yeah let's, yeah. Put, yeah let's bring it out because yeah it's good when it's good to have the product with netflix it's always good to have the product up on the platform yes big mouth is so fucking good and it's and it's and i gotta tell you it is a huge show and for for me i can i can kind of check metrics on yeah. on netflix based on my own research on how how i find things performing uh-huh, uh-huh. it's such a huge show for that for that platform um that yeah it's it's uh it's great. I mean, it's it's still fun. We're writing season six now. It takes forever to make. Uh, so we're that comes out the fifth. We, we're doing a spinoff of Big Mouth uh, called Human Resources that will come out sometime next year. It that takes place in the world of the monsters, like uh, the workplace comedy and oh, like cool. uh, you know the hormone monsters and shame wizards and depression kitties and anxiety mosquitoes and love bugs and all that stuff. So that. So that's a that's that's it's my what I'm like is like it's as if like uh you know Frasier was happening at the same time as Cheers, uh oh, so we're so great. it'll be that's a, great. That's yeah great. it'll be separate that'll be a separate show that we're we're in the process of making now season two, and then the thing I'm doing day to day right now, uh right now right now is um I'm doing uh we're we're doing History of the World Part Two. Uh, Mel Brooks, the history of the world part one, the movie Mel Brooks yeah. did in like the early eighties were doing as a show for Hulu. So, Shut the fuck. Up. Yeah. So it's history of the world. Part one was fucking hilarious. It's yeah. I mean, it's a massive movie for me. Holy like cow. Mel Brooks is like my, my guy. That's like my, I mean, it's SNL and, but it's also Mel Brooks, like his fucking. So I'm, he, he's asked me to come in and, and do that. So I'm, I'm working on that right now. Which is insane. And we will shoot that sometime next year. We're writing it right now. That's crazy. Holy God. And what's cool about what I oh, I always think is cool about you is the people you get, the people you surround yourself with are, I always feel are like, it's like you guys are like the Yankees. Like, that, like, yeah. like you, like what big, big mouth is you, Jason, uh, Mulaney. Mulaney and Jenny, Jenny Slate. Jenny's no, she's no longer on the show because she was a white girl voicing a black character, and we, she stepped away from the show. Uh, um, and uh, this woman, Io Debris, super funny stand-up and writer, took over. She was a writer on the show. She's a great stand-up. 
Uh, and then it's Maya Rudolph and Fred Armisen and Fred Armisen's so fucking yeah, good, so funny, so fu- his his fucking uh, guitar for or uh, stand drummers up, stand, stand up, up for drummers. drummers, so funny. Do you know like how many drummers have come up to me and they're like, "That fucking Fred Armisen's amazing." <laughs> yeah, of course. And, I you, mean, and, and talk I'm, about a talk about a demo. Yeah, talk about a demo, <laughs> like legit. Cause I, you, I'll get a lot, a lot of rock bands will come to my show. Sure, shows, I bet, and they'll be like, "Dude." Have you seen Fred Armisen's Stand Up for Drummers? I'm like, yeah, I liked it, but I I'm, apparently I didn't like it as much as you. And Fred Armisen is such a sweet guy. Here's the what sweetest. I here's what I'll say is that and I, and because we said the first time we met mm-hmm. and and you are in a different in a different I think a different comedy more of a scene than I am. I like huh. I think we're in different genres. Like I don't really hang out at Largo. Yeah, and and you can get on both of our scenes. You can get the assholes. Like for us, it's the bros that are like, oh, what the fuck's I'm I'm saying this cross board. I hope everyone's not fucking. This isn't real. But what the fuck's Patton doing spots at the OR for? Like, and you're like, because he's a fucking fantastic comic. Yes, yes. Because he's a fucking fantastic comic, yes. and he earned the right to perform there. Go fuck yeah. yourself. Yes. But you still you you definitely get that on the on the altier scene for sure. Like, uh, hey man, uh, just you know, there's some words you can't say here, and you're like, you're I right. haven't said anything yet. Right. Yes. And yes. But what I will say about you is when I met you for the first time, and I don't know if this is what you were thinking. But you came up to me. I did a spot at the. I was did a spot at the improv, uh-huh. and you came up to me. You're like, "Hey, man, you are very funny." And I was like, "Oh, thank you." And uh, and someone came up, and they're like, "How do you know Nick Kroll?" I said, "I don't." And they go, "He's fucking hilarious." And I was oh. like, "Really?" And you had just started to pop. You had just started uh-huh. to do things. I I don't. No offense. I don't. I mean, I've that always was, thought you were very yeah. funny, but I don't remember that. And I was like, I was like, I was. And the one thing I've always liked about p- comics is when they. If they like you, they don't have a problem saying they like you. Like just going up and going, "Hey, man, that was great." Yeah. No, I've. I mean, to me, like, like, there's no competition because no. there's like, there's enough. If you're good, there's enough for you, and there's enough for everybody. Uh, and I, I mean, I, I think I remember meeting you. Maybe this was bef- after that or something. Was Schumer was in L.A. This was, I mean, this is like twelve. I don't know how many years ago, and she yeah. was like, "My buddy Bert's coming over." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that. That tracks. Yeah, and yeah. like, and I remember you had because you were just you were like I got young kid and like I didn't know many comics with like young kids. Yeah, and I was like, oh wow, and I just remember hanging out with you and yeah, I think you were very funny, Amy. Uh, I used to be very close with Amy. We, we used to be legit. <laughs> yeah. Like she would come over and house sit for us when we go on the road, and then like she, my daughter, knew her very Georgia and her look alike. Oh really? Yeah, always looked like, and they had the same. They had this one outfit that the same. It was the same outfit <laughs> randomly. Um, I haven't talked to her in fucking forever. Yeah, I mean the thing is, and we all go in different directions and places, and and life sort of takes us wherever we go. But it is like I do think there is. I I mean, to me, you like it's just that thing when you're like because stand up like when you're for me when I watch comedy for the most part I'm super bored. I don't like I'm not. It's like math. You're just watching when you're watching another comic, you're yeah. just watching you're like you can appreciate like my wife is like you watch comedy you go, "Oh, that was funny." Like there you know what I mean? Yeah. Like and and that is to say something, but also when you see someone perform whether they're big or not and you're like, "Oh, that dude's fucking electric on stage." There's it's undeniable. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and like that that is a and and I know I'm sure that's what I felt I was I saw you perform I was like, "Oh, well that's just like this other thing that you don't see and and why not show it's so much more fun it's so much more fun to enjoy people 
Like uh, we we do it on our on our tour bus is when we did it with you this weekend because I was like, hey, Nick Kroll's on my podcast, mm-hmm. and everyone just. I mean, you. Sh- I should have recorded it for you because it, it would be great to hear in the mornings when you don't feel like getting out of bed. <laughs> it was comics that I massively respect because I tour with them. Mm-hmm. All of them telling their favorite thing you ever did. And oh, then cool. us going on and watching them on the screen and fucking. And my cousin Andrew's the best because he's like, he really knows about comedy sometimes that we don't know about. Yeah, for yeah. whatever reason, he always is like more dialed in. Mm-hmm. And we spent fucking out, an hour celebrating you. And then I, I put it on Instagram. I was like, hey, man. I just thought you should know, Nick, we're celebrating your career. I didn't even see it. Yeah, I posted it ah, on stories. Shit. On stories. You're a grown-up. You're not on stories. I'm on. So I gotta I'm I gotta get it. I, that's very that's very kind of you. That's very nice. That's a nice way to that that feels very good. That will get me up at out of bed in the morning, including uh, also my screaming child will get me up out of bed in the morning. Dude, have fun with that. Let me tell you something. Yeah. No, it's a been a blast. He's so fucking cute. He's so cute right now. It's like it's like it's like did He's, you give him like a, a like a, a strong first name or like a Aristotle? No, no. But we gave him a good. We get. I'm I'm happy with his name. Yeah. I have weirdly have never. I don't know how to navigate like what to talk about or not talk uh, about. It's better not to talk about your kid. Okay, I'll tell you that. I'm I really fucking screwed that pooch. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I remember at one point, uh, one point, the girls came in and there was an issue. Or someone was. It was an yeah. issue. It was something online. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? And then George just looked at me. And she goes, what did you expect? And mm-hmm. this is fucking, this is like a 15-year-old talking to me. And right. I, and she goes, what did you expect? You, you've you been talking about us in your specials. You were on social media. She was like, and then Isla goes, dad, I get pictures of dudes asking for, I get texts from dudes asking for pictures of my feet 10 times a day. And I was like, are you fucking serious? And she was like, yeah, dad. And they both had to cancel their Instagram accounts and just have them under like burner accounts. Well, now I feel bad. I just wanted to see her feet. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I was, I was, I was building, I was being a regular person. Yes. And then success happened. Yes. So I was, I was doing what everyone else does. Yes. And then something happened to me. If you have the, if you can get in front of it. And as you know, now you already have, it's just better to just keep that shit off and just let them be like anonymous people. Yeah, that's the goal. It's a and but it but it also is like this, which is the my, the plan. But the struggle is being like, well, how how do I talk about like if I'm going to be on stage myself or doing the podcast? Like, it's tough because yeah. I'll tell you right now, personally, I, I like I heard something Mulaney said about his unborn child, mm-hmm. and I thought it was fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, I can't wait for him to have kids. Like, this is gonna be good because I know, I know, I know all the angles I saw sure. that I wrote from. Sure, sure. I can't wait to see his angle. Sure. Like when Burr had his kid oh and told his first joke about his kid, and I went, yeah. ooh, yeah. I never saw that, of course. Like, and I was like, God damn it, I was right there. I held mine too, just like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. And so it's so much fun watching parents have kids and talk about it on stage. It's just, it's just. Uh, yeah, I've got like a few jokes in there now that in because it all happened during the pandemic, and now I'm like, it, and so now I'm like, oh okay, and I'm like, ooh maybe, and but it's like it's like an addict. I can feel myself because like, well, I'll just talk about so when he's real. just this little blob, and then I'll be done, you know. And then it's, you're like, oh, I did it. I I had one good story uh, about uh, Isla, the and it was the first taste I had. She woke me up, and she had her her hands closed mm-hmm. and she was sitting on my chest mm-hmm. she goes guess what's in my hand mm-hmm. 
I went, I don't know what's in your hand. And she goes, a punch in the mouth. And it hit me. <laughs> and I went, that's fucking great. I told her on stage and murdered. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah. and then and then blindly I just went through and anything this kid said, I just, or did. I mean, and she was, her and her sister were fucking, gee, I was, especially if you're watching from a comics perspective, yes, yeah. You, I could pull stuff out and connect it and be like this is fuck i'm not even doing any work yeah and and i didn't then she i mean just recently she said something and i went god damn it when when are these kids gonna stop like they're, they're fucking it's like and it's like and then and, and it'll because kids say amazing brilliant you say things. that they say the darndest things i wouldn't say the darndest <laughs> most racist no <laughs> that would be a fun show kids say the, the most, most racist, racist thing i've seen that we have family in uh alabama i've seen that <laughs> yeah i've seen that i would ima- i would imagine <laughs> um i gotta let you get out of here right, i'll man. keep you forever man uh, listen hey it's an open uh, invite if you ever want to do the podcast to promote anything or just hang i appreciate it um an open invite and I, if you ever want to come do a voice it likely won't be a black person but um, i appreciate that yeah i would keep that from you and we'll keep you in and out let's do it i would love to i would love that i i i I really admire everything you do i think you're so fucking talented thank you and above and beyond everything you are one of the sweetest guys in this business thank you and i the feeling is mutual and uh it's been amazing to watch you just next time fucking crushing it uh, next time you guys do an intervention for mulaney i swear to god i'll quit drinking for a month leading up i just (laughs) want to see how funny it is that's it was not funny it wasn't <laughs> no are you serious no it was, was not funny nothing yeah oh. i'll let him he, he's got he's well, got I'll tell you what, how about yeah. this how about this he'll, he'll make he's currently making it funny yeah i bet he is but on the day it was not i'll tell you what when when we have my intervention yeah i'd like you guys to come. <laughs> yeah i'll come if you i'll get your booker tell your booker to get me and i'll yeah. come do the i, I become um you know uh, <laughs> I would like you'd it. have a killer you'd have a killer intervention oh i would have i've been to an intervention and yeah. i would i would have a bananas intervention yeah you'd have a good yeah this is my f- f- opening thing leanne goes uh I, just a bunch of people we love you mm-hmm. and we think you have a problem i go okay so i guess all this goes away huh huh because you think this is going to be here if i wasn't drinking so this all just goes away hey give me your watch give me your earrings everything comes back to daddy <laughs> daddy's going to malibu and he's gonna keep partying oh fuck i can't wait for my intervention <laughs> let me know <laughs> thanks Dick. i'll moderate bye thanks This episode was brought to you by The Machine.